Welcome, everyone, to our monthly Align with the Stars call. I'm Jeanette, here with Kim Falconer, who is going to bring us some more astrological insights on what's going on lately and how we can use that energy to our best benefit. Hello, Kim. Hey, good morning. (laughs) I'm excited for us to have a full call today. I'm just going to say that. That's my confidence that Mercury is going to cooperate with us for everything to work out for this next hour. (laughs) Hey, um. Me too, because Mercury loves for energy to flow and keep moving, and that's what we're going to do. That's what our dialogue is going to be. Lots of um, flow, lots of uh, interesting ideas. Actually, some possibly controversial ideas on this topic, because I want to talk about, well, I want to talk about the other, other people, Uh, and so many questions in astrology, and Jeanette, you probably get this a lot in your LOA clients too, is geared around the other person. What are they doing? Uh, Why can't they do it differently? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on in their head? Questions about relationship, like is this... um, you get the question, is this a good relationship? Will it last? Those are prime questions. We probably all ask them of ourselves <laughs> in our own situations. But you get a, uh, questions about the other. And I want to explore the idea of the other and how it's portrayed in the astrological chart. The idea of the other in terms of law of attraction. And Jeanette, I know you've got a lot to contribute on this because you've got experiences on both ends of the scale in, in hope that I can know of. <laughs> <Because there's, laughs> you've been in a position where someone else has manifested you to be a certain way yeah. and you've become aware of it. And you've been yeah. in the position where you've manifested to experience a person in a different way. So um, maybe we'll start with the law of attraction notion around the other person and manifesting for them. And and what is that to start with? What does that even mean? I want to say, Kim, this, this probably isn't what you were thinking when you first brought this subject up. But as soon as you started talking today, I thought of how I have been dependent on others for how I feel like I want them to behave and do certain things in order for me to be happy and this is not savvy creating Uh, because whenever I condition my emotional state my feeling state on what someone else does or doesn't do or how they're being I'm really not empowered so the first thing I think it might be worth realizing is that we're in our highest power when we are not dependent on what's happening out there, right? That's That can be tricky to practice as someone who was uh, just a little wrapped up in that even earlier today as I was dealing with some TurboTax <laughs> people <laughs> with an IRS oh, issue. Yeah. So, um, but having said that, um, we, we can't help but use this. Most of us aren't doing it consciously, but whenever we think of someone and what we expect from them, that expectation is an energy It has a force to it that uh, contributes to what's created, right? Sometimes it's in our service and sometimes it's not. I noticed it this morning. I woke up with a worry 
about how I expected TurboTax people to tell me, too bad, so sad, you're on your own. I was expecting that, and I was, pre- I was preparing my argument for why that wasn't right, and I realized I'm creating the others in a way that I don't want. And, and I was also very dependent, like I was nervous this wasn't going to go well, and I had to coach myself, look, Jeanette, everything's fine. No matter what does or doesn't happen, it's fine. And second, maybe you could give them a chance to give you good service by not expecting them to let you down. So I started imagining it differently. And I had the best, I just, I, w- I was raving about, I, I, I got a wonderful agent, of course I did, because I changed my mind before I dialed. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. very helpful. And so uh, my point being, we are already doing this in a way we might not realize when we entertain the idea of someone else, what we expect from them is co-creating it. Absolutely. That is a really good point because the the idea of how we respond to our perception of other people's opinion of us, <laughs> for one, and how what happens in our universe when we expect someone to behave a certain way uh, i remember you being on hold this is years ago um this, this turbo tax reminded me of this and you shifted your mindset to saying that i love this company they treat me like gold they treat me like gold that's one <laughs> of my favorite that? mantras yeah i do yeah i still use it i know <laughs> I used it too. I adopted that. And I find, because, you know, you get put on hold and your instant thing is, you know, you've got that horrible canned music and (laughs) the mind just starts wandering to how they're not going to be able to help you in your modem or whatever. (laughs) Uh, Shifting that mindset makes a really big difference. So that's a really important point to make. When... um, did you want to do we want to go into actual okay what I'm going to do next I think is just talk about something talk about the astrology of the other just briefly and then we'll go into the actual nitty-gritty of it and either look at charts or talk about situations where we might want to manifest for others or uh, oh. feel like they're manifesting for us or oh. and what that and if that's even helpful. I, um, you, Kim, yeah. I, I wonder if I even addressed that well enough because a, a very, very, very common question that we get in conscious creation world is how can I help someone else succeed? You know, like yeah. a loved one is in trouble and we want to help. I didn't even address yeah. that, but obviously that's another way. It's the same same um, premise, though, that if we're what we're imagining is they're struggling. If we imagine they need help, we're co-creating that, so... I guess that spiel earlier still applies. Well, yeah, but and also the other perspective on that or another is how do we know they need help? Mm-hmm. How do we okay. know they aren't in their highest <clears throat> path in that circumstance? Mm-hmm. What if they've got Scorpio on the fourth house cusp and they love the drama and intensity and battle going on in their home ground right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if it's I mean, our perception of what they're experiencing is a little presumptuous, I think. If, um, so it's important to kind of bring that back into the forefront. Um, because, yeah, if we perceive someone as victimized or um, suffering, and then, oh, boy, Byron Katie would have something to say about that, wouldn't she? I mean, oh, the idea sure. that... Yeah. 
that we know better than uh, they do about what their experience is. So, and we've we've experienced this in our own lives when we thought something was going really wrong, but in hindsight we realized, wow, thank God that happened because then X, Y, and Z unfolded, and that was even better than what we were hoping for before. So, it's I think it's wise for us to stay out of judgment of what's good and what's bad in our own situations, let alone someone else's. I agree. That's kind of the first step is to question or just take a step back and think about what your perceptions are of the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like there's some witchy saying, which I can't think of right now because, of course, my notes are gone. Um, But it's about, you know, be careful what you dabble in. Be careful what you presume to change. Um, uh, in another, oh, there was a, what was that? There was a wonderful comedy about this. I'll have to think of it. It was years ago. Um, where this guy wanted this perfect, uh, situation and this, uh, uh, he got all the, it was a little genie in the bottle type situation. Or I think it was the, the devil and comes and says, okay, we'll grant that wish. And each time he got what he wanted, but... it was was not there was always something else and that was pretty interesting but anyway that's um, divergent but good point on the uh, perspective of manifesting for another person now let's just look at the chart I want you guys to think about the astrological chart doesn't matter if you know a lot or only a tiny bit about what that horoscope is But what you have is that wheel with the 12 pieces of pie. Each one of those pieces of pie represents uh, a lot of things, but in uh, each each house represents a person or a type of person in your life. So the first house is you, and the seventh house is the other. But then the fourth and tenth house are are parents and grandparents. Um, The fifth house is lovers and children. Eleventh house is friends. Uh, each house has a person or type of person attached to it. And here's the interesting thing: whose chart are we looking at? <laughs> mm. Okay, you're looking at your chart. It's you. Okay, and what the chart represents is your perception of these air quotes. I'm going to put air quotes around people <laughs> in your life. <laughs> Because if we look at a very broad perspective of the universe, what thousands of years of Vedanta tells us, what Bashar tells us, what Abraham tells us, and what quantum physics tells us is that we are all one. And there are a lot of ways to perceive or even try to grapple our minds around that concept. But astrology does it very beautifully because it's your charts, your horoscope. You are the one. This is a representation, a symbol system of you energetically. And within you are your perceptions of all those people out there. And Bashar would say, who? (laughs) Who out there? (laughs) Because there is one. There is only one. And I love that about astrology because it's such a beautiful reminder of what's really going on here. I'm going to make it super simple. Like attracts like. 
Like attracts like. Okay, we all know that. So anyone in your life is a vibrational match to you. And if you're out there trying to fix them or understand them or connect with them or disconnect with them, whatever it is, it's you. And they are representing a part of yourself. If they're saying something you don't like that rubs you the wrong way or feels hurtful or you think is absolutely wrong, it's the part of you. It is a subpersonality in you that is attracted to come back uh, to you because that's re you've resisted that possibility. Um, the idea is uh, the, that all our relationships are mirrors. They say that the mirrors held up to us by the gods so that we can know who we are. It's not a real popular um, <laughs> perspective when people are having trouble with relationships or in a, having difficulty or they experience someone, they think, oh, what a muggle or this or that, uh, and they have judgments on what it is. But if you can hear it, if it's in your space, like attracts like. And you will see it in your chart. And no, the chart isn't saying, um, you know, mean, grumpy, old, <laughs> I don't want to use too much negative language, <laughs> person <laughs> over here making your uh, internet um, <laughs> restoration difficult. The chart doesn't say that. Uh, it is a reflection of whatever you are manifesting. So if something, let's say something happens um, with taxes or with your uh, phone Let's say daughter-in-law. Let's use daughter-in-law okay. as an example. Oh, thank you. Just from cause the comments in chat room, Kim. Oh, I did. I thought that was a personal thing for me. <laughs> I didn't oh. even I didn't <laughs> see the chat. Um, okay. What house would that be? Um, well, uh, the seventh always represents the other, but the spouse of your child is going to be the seventh house from your fifth. The fifth house is your child. Oh. So if you count forward seven from there, those are derivative houses. Uh, so the eleventh house is, are, um, is the daughter-in-law. Ninth house is in-laws, like your uh, if you're. Uh, married or connected someone, their parents and so forth. Uh, we can, it, it would be fun to spend some time looking at what all the different houses and people are. But, yeah. Okay, so we actually had that request in chat room too to get a list together so that, because I was oh, wondering, okay. our clients, I was wondering six and Janet suggested maybe ten. So yeah, a list. Seven. Clients are very much seventh house because that's your Libra house and it's your across the table house. So oh, if you're okay. equal, if you're counseling them, whether through astrology or uh, uh, therapy or whatever, it's the seventh house. If you're the dentist and they're your patient, it's sixth mm -hmm. house. Ah. Uh, for you, if you're the patient, it's sixth house. Those are unequal partnerships. Oh, um, how cool is this? Your business. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. Remember, it's all you. You're your okay, yeah. dentist yeah, yeah, yeah. and your 
<laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's possible for us to keep the mindset of we are all one and these are just projections of self. Um, Jung said we people our lives with bits of ourself and the astrological correlation is we people our lives with bits of our chart. <laughs> okay, because hey, can, where would your life. readers be? I was just thinking how mad I was that it wouldn't let me pre-order your book because I'm not in Didn't Australia. Oh, crap. Um, you said I that. You said Fish can't... Pond, and I clicked on it, but I couldn't track it down, and I, I was like, no. Oh. Oh, anyway. Uh, um, it made me wonder where uh, readers are would, though, be. Uh, okay, where would your so readers? if you're... It might be 11th house as well because not just one, because that's your one to many, but also mm. your fifth house creativity, and it's the other to your creativity. It's the partner cool. to your So 11th house, I would say, but I have to look it up in Bill, Rex Bills just to be pretty sure um, that feels right to me. That would be 11th house, one to many relationships. Um, so what about the do- so? What's the question about the daughter-in-law? What well, we didn't actually ha- we actually didn't get a full-on question. I did though ask for links in chat room so we'd have someone queued up with the chart who was also dialed in Kim when we're ready for that. But Okay, um, when we're ready that's great. Yeah. Um but I just yeah, I'm trying to just get the uh, we'll get into that in a second, but I want everyone to really grasp this point that you're looking at the chart and you're trying to find your daughter-in-law who you're really finding is you. It's a part of you. Any Anything about that relationship is a relationship with yourself. And if the astrology is there to gently bring us back to that perspective. So is it um maybe we open up to questions about this the whole concept of the other and yeah we'll oh we'll I have a crazy demon cat. <laughs> if you didn't hear that. Um yeah. If we have any any questions, let's let's unravel them. So Janet well, Guillaume actually is dialed in with a chart link. Guillaume? Awesome. Should we look do you have a question for us? Uh, I haven't got any questions as, as, as such. Um, Dang, I'm wrong. Just, just, the chart link didn't work. Sorry. No, it's got to end in the in the file extension. That's a, a, a image file, so it's got to end in in GIF. We've done this before. Um, you might be able to dial that. Get rid of everything up to the GIF. Let's see if that works. Janet, did you have a question for us? Because maybe no. we could cue you up. Hi, I, I don't have a specific question, no except I'm, I'm in, although I am interested in, um, uh, well, I can't, I don't know if it's a question for this call or, or oh, I don't even know if this is making sense. <laughs> um, so it's, then let's my have chart link. <laughs> okay, so I've just posted the, I've just posted the link to my chart. Um, Thank you. My, my question is about uh, we we are currently going through an extraordinarily big upheaval because, long story short, um, my husband has quit his job and we are 
we are selling our house, so we're in the process of packing up. We don't know if we are staying here in Ballarat or if we are moving back to Perth or something else. Um, and the house basically starts, well, we're aiming to start listing it at the beginning of June, and I'm laughing because I'm looking around at the tick that I'm sitting in going, yeah, that might not happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so the question is really about... Um, and I don't have a link to my husband's chart that's easily accessible because I haven't put him in the in the forum. Um, and I don't know his time of birth, so his houses are a bit flaky anyway. So I wondered about looking in my chart for he, how he, where he's represented. Oh, I like that. If that makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. Because oh, yeah, absolutely. This, this started... You're, I, yeah. It began with me scripting, a single scripting session about... Um, husband who is happy and fulfilled in his career, which he clearly wasn't at the time. And a couple of weeks later, um, the events transpired that, it, that culminated in him quitting. Uh, so I, I kind of feel like I have a, I have a pretty creative, uh, co-creative part in this. Um, <laughs> sure you do. Sure you do. Your partners, I think that's amazing. Happy in his in his career and fulfilled, and he yeah. said, I love that because he was. <laughs> that just said to me that 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 avenue wasn't going to be it. You know where he was yeah. was not going to be it. it so uh, yeah. if we look at your chart, first of all, the marriage partner, the business partner, um, uh, is seventh house, the house yeah. of um socially significant, personal, one-to-one, committed relationships. And so we've got the seventh house. And we know, where's Saturn right now? Is he he still at? um, So we know Mars is retrograde in the seventh. And I think while Mars is retrograde in the seventh, you're going to be experiencing a lot of review, rethink. I wouldn't have predicted the level of upheaval probably that you're having um but but i would have said wow <laughs> something's really up there um 14 so saturn is hovering on the it hasn't quite gotten into the eighth house for you and so you've got hmm. the tail end of saturn at mars you've retro. got mars retro, retro in the seventh and, and um, Venus, Saturn, also, uh, and Venus and Sun are both opposing. I think they're both in my first. Venus is right on your um, yeah for it just gone into your first house, which is yeah. lovely. Um, yeah, that reminds me of the <laughs> question I had recently about um, do some transits trump others? <laughs> yes, <laughs> seems to be. But here's the thing. You know your seventh house is lit up and there's a great deal of focus. And, of course, Saturn and Mars, the ancients would have said, we don't say this, but they would have called them malefics, (laughs) which means, I'm laughing because um, we can't take the ancients seriously in this respect. (laughs) They're they're judges. I can see how to the outside observer... What we are going through looked like disaster and chaos, to, certainly to begin with. And and I think if I had only muggle skills, it would have felt like that to us as well. 
Um, and I, I think this is one of those occasions where once it's all over and I can talk more freely about it because it's not all my secrets to, to tell, so I can't show sure. too much yeah. detail. But I think this is going to be one of those stories that I can tell clients in the future that, that will help them with no matter what disaster they think they're going through, that help them to remember there is light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah. I can see how the that it's with this idea of malefic, it's it's almost like now we have the skills to understand that even that, even the you know the internet problems and the and the quitting the job in really horrible circumstances and the whatever, mm-hmm. none of those are disasters. Mm-hmm. They are just doors opening. Yes. Yeah. And Mar- I think with the Mars retrograde uh, in the seventh, one interpretation, if the two of you aren't ripping each other's throats out, um, there's an LOA statement for you, mm-hmm. <laughs> metaphorically, of course. Um, so, if, if it's not happening between you two, then the partner can be going through a real shit fight on some level. There can It can be ugly. And... This is, doesn't mean it's bad, and it's possible that it t- takes that kind of Mars. Uh, the feeling is standing one's ground, standing up for one's principles, not um, not doormatting. The opposite, yeah. you know. And uh, Mar, but while retrograde, what I'm trying to say here is that while retrograde, uh, keep if you can keep things from solidifying like don't, if you can not make those huge choices don't hold off if it's all feels like a perfectly wonderful go ahead but if there's time i would suggest taking time before you make those solid choices because when mars turns around then swoosh, everything um moves forward and seems to fall into place and then that mars energy instead of being you know, this chewing Tasmanian devil um, <laughs> turns into a beautiful, you know, rocket fired in the direction of your guy's joint desire. Hmm. So okay. when, is, when is Mars turning around, she asks. Is it June, June 29? Is it June 29? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Um, oh. Yeah. Find a link, but that, uh, yeah. And how's that? In, sorry, go on. Oh, how's that fit with your timing? Can you stay malleable till then, or is it all think, moving forward faster? Uh, I think well, a bit of both. I mean, I I think we'll um, uh, we basically that with the house being on the market we get to choose the settlement period that we want. So we can tailor the settlement to be, you know, a month to three months, depending on how that fits in with, there are some other things that we're sort of waiting on to find out what happens with those before we can make any decisions at all. And at the the moment, it's one of those situations of uh, either would be lovely and we're letting the universe, you know, or there might be something even better. So, so it's that, like, we are in that nice sense of um, <clears throat> yes, there's a lot to do, but everything is open. And one of the probably one of the most magical things about this period, about this journey that we've been, this kind of very rocky journey we've been on together, is that 
it has been together. We have not at any stage turned on each other. And it's proven yet again that we somehow we miraculously fell into the perfect partnership for, for us. Mm. Um, you know, we've, we've survived six weeks in each other's pocket travelling Britain. We've survived this. I mean, nothing could possibly tear us apart now. <laughs> That's very good. inspiring. <laughs> it feels it funny. feels really nice, and it's um, you know while things seemed to be stuck, that wasn't feeling as solid. So it's interesting that sense of that what you talked about the shit fight and the standing your ground thing. I that was the nicest part to watch that unfolding for him um, as mm. he went through this oh. very difficult time, and um, yeah, that was kind of miraculous. So. Very interesting to, to to look at how the um, how the astrology plays into that because um, I would not have oh. picked up the seventh house. I mean, I knew what it was doing for me. I hadn't thought about how it was impacting on 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 him. As well, a, this you is know, a... as that. and it, and I could see that thing you're talking about about it's a piece of me. Exactly. It's the, you see, it's your seventh house that's getting the retrograde, and it's him who's acting out this empowerment battle, and yeah. uh, it, it, we're all one <laughs> in yeah. that sense. We're we're all one, and that's a really good example. Um, and again, we have to think if this is in our lives, I'm a vibrational match to it, and. Take this further for yourself and examine what the circumstances, if you can, get that kind of perspective, as if it were a dream and just say, what does this have to do with my career, my ground, my goals? I know we're not, you know, make everything about me, <laughs> but in itself, in a sense, it's a uh, a chance to reflect also on that. And that you can do on your own. I mean, it's hard sometimes when a partner's going through something huge to say, okay, this might mean such and such for my personal growth. <laughs> Isn't necessarily the most supportive thing for them to hear because they're, um, they're, you know what I'm saying, but yeah, I but wouldn't necessarily share it out loud. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a private meditative reflection uh, at this point, and um, yeah, people don't want their dramas turned into yeah. A, if this is symbolic, imagine no, imagine no in my astrology. <laughs> oh, that would be mean. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. So um, very interesting. I think what is a very good example. Thank you. I, I did have a quick look at my yeah. in my husband's chart. Uh, we we have a guess at his time of birth. So when I had a yeah. quick look at his chart, it's going Mars is retrograding in his fourth house. So <laughs> I think okay. Well, there's yeah the whole home ground and that's beautiful. Yeah. What I am the core. Um, he might have there might be some kind of parental or family issues, not necessarily issues, but um, uh, elements to the to it and yeah that would absolutely fit i mean it's huge job home ground it's all there you know it's opposite the 10th house career it would certainly fit uh look at your composite chart and check the transits to your composite use that time that puts the mars rx in the fourth and 
um, have have a look at that. Cool. Thank uh, you. That can be very, very instructional. Awesome. I will. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay. Okay. Oh, thanks for the example. That was a really good uh, example. Jeanette, I haven't been looking at the chat. Do we have questions coming up? We don't. Uh, as... Oh, okay. We have no other. <laughs> no, we don't have questions. We don't have chart links that work. So, okay. So, uh, Janet gave us something for us to play with. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, no, that's uh, that's fine. This is a. Uh, did Did Brenda Lee have? Um, a question. If she does, she's not dialed in. So okay, I don't. Well, so. if you want to type it out, well, we um, otherwise this is going to be the uh, shortest. That's what I'm saying. If, any, if anyone has any questions in general, even without a specific chart to look at, we can. That's true. If you're going through some of the courses at um, GVA, or if you just have a curiosity about what's happening, we can uh, we can chat about that as well. I know the whole concept of the other as part of you can be a real showstopper, <laughs> I realize, because, um, yeah, it just it puts the brakes on it, and it can take time to get wrap one's mind around how this actually fits and what it means. But it is something you can really, really work with, because whenever something's going on in your life, if someone's really irritating you or... Or just spellbinding you, uh, any perspective and anything in between, we can always ask, what, what is this? What does this have to do with me? Where is it in my chart? What part of me is waking up? And why is it uh, hurting? Or why is it feeling so good? And, um, the whole concept of the mechanism of projection where we have resist something in ourselves and attribute it to someone else is constantly going on. And the more we can interject, the more we can say, oh, <laughs> okay, what's this to do with me? I bring it back to myself. We become more whole and complete, and we free the other person up to be more who they are and uh, not locked into our own perception of them being however we perceive them. We've certainly all had experiences uh, with that. Well, that makes me think about, hang on, I do have my chart link. Let me just, oh, we got Brenda's. Hang on. Yeah, and it worked. I Yay, be so Brenda! Surprised. If you want to dial Yay. in, let's play. Wait, um, why did the one that I just clicked on Brenda's have my ex-boyfriend's name on it? <laughs> yeah. Oh no! And this has my first client in my. Yeah, no, it didn't work. Um, it's linking to our personal. Oh, um, our personal Astro account. Yeah, Astro.com oh. account. What you have to do to okay. I don't think I could. We weren't going to do that. I swore I was no, not going to no. do tutorials on chart pulling on our calls anymore. No. That's got to be done. In, okay, uh, here's my way. chart, Kim. My yeah, chart link, my chart link worked. Because you... So, um, client, you had said... Oh, me... that reminds me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Was it, no. was it Elaine who was having client 
things, and she said oh, we could use right. her. Oh, that's right. We were going to look at but Elaine's, let's, yeah. Let's look at yours first, and then we'll look at Elaine's. So... You got a giant seventh house. I forget how big that seventh house is. And first. <laughs> that makes just fits with my Libra Sun story. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I've been house hunting. I've had people I've been yeah. looking in some pretty rural areas, Kim, and I've had people tell me, Well, you don't want to move out there if you're single and you don't want to be because there's no dating life out there. I'm like, You don't understand. I'm a Libra Sun. Wherever I go, there's a partner. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I, it'll be fun to watch it unfold. Um, so yeah, where, where did you tell me I should be looking at for for client stuff? Because I had, I recently had an experience with someone that where it was just a disconnect. And at first I was like, okay, this could be a Mercury. This, maybe this is just a retrograde Mercury thing happening here. But it was mm-hmm. like a zig and a zag, and um, and still it just hasn't come together in a variety of ways, not just scheduling. Yeah. So tell me where you said I would be looking at. Well, I would be looking at seventh and mostly in the seventh house, the, uh, maybe the eighth too, because there's a lot of, you know, you traffic in transformation, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. and uh, change. And, but that's the area where we would go. And it, are you finding a, a trend across? Your clients or this one client in particular? It was a trend with one client in particular. And and yeah. the reason yeah. I started thinking about it astrologically was like, okay, do I, is there something I need to clean up energetically is, or is this a fluke? Well, there's no, there's no such thing as a fluke. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a fluke. What? <laughs> there's no fluke. There's all the energy. Oh, my God, my cat. Uh, can you hear him? Yes, he's on. <laughs> It's very, yeah, oh, thanks, Judge. Okay. Um, uh, It's not a fluke. Okay, I would go the easy route and look at your client's chart and at least see where their sun or personal planets fall in your chart. They're hitting something up. Maybe they're a Virgo and they're hitting up your Virgo Mars. Maybe they're, um, I can't, oh, just start guessing. <laughs> Do you know their sun sign at least? I don't. It's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a high profile client who has not shared okay. their birth information. That's with me. fine. Yeah. Okay. So what, what is the primary, we can d- deduce it this way. We will reverse engineer what their astrology is doing to you, uh, by answering a few simple questions. Um, what is the, overall feeling that you get uh, that you have here this here's one here yeah. i went okay so when i go, this is this is really indicative of the whole non-existent relationship uh when we were booked with some time together before i get on the phone with the client i choose from my my thing of colored pens which color to take notes in and i have noticed i'm drawn to certain colors depending on the client it's so interesting it's like i'm not picking a color like the color just reveals itself and when i was trying to i was feeling out okay what color is this client And i'm looking and none of the colors are jumping out at me like nothing's feeling right so i finally i'm like picking up is it you no it's not you is it you no it's not you it's not you it's not you and i realized i didn't have his color in my thing and i got every color Mm -hmm. in this thing so Uh. i was like i don't know what that's about 
and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to take notes with. What do I have to just resort to black? But then we didn't even connect. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So the, you know so what? the feel of the relationship feels like, uh, like, like, like not coming together. I don't know. Well, it's so weird. Yeah, my what what I'm getting is like attracts like. <laughs> you guys aren't in the same vibration. You're not oh. his coach. He's not oh, your coach. I wondered. I want. I was like, I wonder if this is just you know trying to force something that just shouldn't be. Maybe. I mean, if I don't have your color, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Unless it's meant to be so. Um, Serial that you don't take notes and that you just close maybe. your eyes, maybe. talks, and maybe, maybe, maybe it's a Neptune thing. thing. That yeah, would be, I would uh, say that either you're meant to go to Neptune, which is in your 10th house, and just be your your ultimate psychic self and go on nothing re- based on lists or oh, notes. Wow. You get right out of the Virgo that's in your 7th house. Oh, that feels your, so right. Yeah. And go to your Neptune. With this one, with this one, and I think that's what no color is because there has to be a vibration, or we wouldn't be able to talk about him. You, you wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. have had the initial contact. You wouldn't be able to say, you know, oops, we missed that connection. There has, there has to be some like something has attracted, or you it wouldn't be here. They'd be just gone. They never showed and never heard from him again. You're right. So You're right. I say Neptune, and this person may be a Sag or Scorpio and has a super strong activity going on in your 10th house, and maybe there's a, a conjunction right on your Neptune. Of course, this is where Mars is retrograding for you <laughs> in the 10th mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. Um, over your Neptune. It gets back to 23 Scorpio. So. Oh, that's so funny. That's too, right. He does. He feels very Mars. Like when you started to ask the question, like how does it feel? I was so I was going to say so masculine. So it it very it's yeah. very very masculine energy. There we go. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Very very All right, cool. So trust, yeah, it is cool. And trust your the guidance, no color, and just don't second guess yourself um, because. This will work. This is how you are meant to work with this client. Well, and I'm, I'm. It's exactly what I'm hearing from you. That I can r- relax on my Virgo and open up yeah. my tenth house Neptune. Hello, where have you been? Yeah. Like, what, what was I? I, in a way, that kind of was a little Neptune-y. Like, ooh, what color is this client? But yeah, to be all well, I can't do a session if I don't know your color. <laughs> that feels very Virgo. Maybe all right, I'm on like, it. Yeah, great. Good, good, good. Because that whole color list thing is very cool and very Virgo and Virgo Mars in the seventh house for your clients. Take control with the color at the list. <laughs> but good. What was so funny was that I had a I had a client recently who was it's the first time that color had ever been chosen and it's one of my favorite colors, and I was so excited to work with her. I was like, yay, I get this color finally. Um, I don't see any more charts in our. In our chat room, Kim. So, unless anyone else has just a general question that is not chart related, are we done today? Yeah. Um. Go ahead. Hi, this is Quilly. <laughs> I'm loading Guillaume's chart into the forum now, and I should be able to give you a oh, nice. 
Okay. Oh, in the meantime. Oh, what the other thing is like. Oh, what's up? While Quilly's uploading Guillaume's charm, a chart charm, I like that. Um, I've got a quick, well, I hope it's a quick question um, uh, and a comment. Um, first of all, the comment is I, I did do the composite chart and um, it has a Mars return in the sixth house. Because <laughs> oh, Mars is 27. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so Mars is at 27 degrees of uh, Scorpio. So it's kind of like it's going to be backed over and then go forward again. Um, wow. uh, but my question was, um, the, uh, really early on in the call, Kim, you referred to Rex Bills. Is that the rulership book that you were talking about? Yes. Yes, it is. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Do you have okay, it? Cool. We... No, I need to get it. <laughs> we, okay, have, yeah. um, we have yeah. Yum's chart link. Uh, it's 1219 in our gallery. Um, okay. And thank I'll you, Quilly. That was so there. cool of you. Thank you, Quilly. You're welcome. Awesome. Okay, Guillaume, what's your question? Question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have any questions. Uh, kind of like a, a general, a general overview. Well, if you uh, had a something. General overview. <laughs> yeah, general overview isn't going to happen in five minutes. Um, okay. If you, no. if there's something, go, since our subject of our call today is the other, if you had anything going on with, of with other people, other relationships in your life that could start as a focal point for us to play with? Aren't we having all these transits through Taurus? And that's his, that's his seventh house. Well, Venus, yeah, Venus is in Taurus in his seventh house right now, making that lovely uh, trine to Jupiter in Virgo and uh, in the node and, Capricorn, and Pluto in Capricorn. So that's, yeah, that's a lovely energy. The no romance? It can, <laughs> can be no romance if one was interested, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it is when one isn't interested either. <laughs> it's very confronting that way. Any thoughts, Guillaume? Um, Anything oh. come into mind for us to look at? I've never anybody who I had a conversation with, no. <laughs> um, think. Maybe while Guillaume's thinking about that, Kim, we did have a question from Deborah in chat room. Uh, she asked, yeah. would retrograde Mars in my fifth house have a relationship not? I Relationship, is that a not? Oh, she, says, oh, she says, let me try that again. Mars retro <laughs> in my fifth right now. The gentleman we spoke about the last time we spoke has not been direct in communication for a... This is why dialing in isn't so much easier than chat. Okay, room guys. no, I get what you mean. I get the okay. question, and yeah, can represent a kind of hitting the pause button. Um, try to remember that this is your chart, your fifth house, and your retrograde in the fifth house. And even though it may seem like they are hitting the pause button, um, it's you hitting the pause button, and that's. Uh, <laughs> sorry, well, I'm thinking about it. So, think just rem you don't want to let this stress you out and think, oh, what does this mean, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, take a break, take it easy. I'd suggest everybody find where Mars is retrograding in their chart and chill 
<laughs> chill in that area. It doesn't mean you stop working or stop connecting or stop doing your creative thing. It just means stop worrying about it. Um, just give, give it a bit of a, uh, a rest. Give it a break. And also note, it's not Mars out there turning retro that is blocking anything. But if you have any blocks, if you've got any log jams to moving forward, they will become apparent during that time. Spot the difference there. So, um, and that's interesting. As you say his two best friends are talking to you. <laughs> and uh, that the opposite of the fifth, of course, is the 11th, which uh, is your friendship house, but also is the seventh house um, other to the fifth house um, love interest. And, of course, their friends uh, would be 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, your third house. Okay, so check out what's going in your third house as well. Um, Brindley says, are houses relevant if one doesn't know That's uh, their time of birth? No, they are not. But what you do use is what's called solar houses, and you will put zero uh whatever your um sun sign is if it was Jeanette she would put zero degrees of Libra on the ascendant so her first house is zero Libra her second house is uh going to be zero Scorpio and her third house is going to be zero Sagittarius and right around the clock so that would make oh that's so interesting because your solar houses Aries rules your seventh house and um that's cool that's interesting so yeah you do a sol- you do solar houses and there that house system is very powerful uh it's how um it's very, it's surprisingly powerful i'm sure we've talked about this before but um real interesting okay could, we'll just take a, a minute here and look at elaine's uh oh and she's Charles 13 you posted that yeah She's twelve thirteen because she when we talked last week she brought gave us permission. Yeah. Pardon? She gave us permission to talk about her chart today. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Talk away. Okay. So my understanding you've got the full history on this, Jeanette, but my understanding is that she attracts clients that she's not enjoying. Well they're not they are not a match to her ideal client profile. Okay. Okay. So, what is she leaving out in the ideal client profile? Well, as I've reviewed it with her, she's got a really good profile put together. There, like she's got it covered. Particularly um, uh, capable of paying, happy to pay, in full, upfront. She's she's getting people who would like to pay but don't have the money. People asking for discounts. That sort of thing. Okay. So her profile okay. covers it, but I, I don't think her her vibration is. I mean, from a conscious creation perspective, we know we're, we get what we vibrate. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That. I hope you, that okay. You know what's interesting about this chart? She's got Saturn in. Um, she's got Saturn and Jupiter in the seventh house. We talked a little bit about this last Mm -hmm. week, but that's her client house. And there's this feeling of abundance and 
success and also the Saturn is like where we feel we might not be our 100% best. Uh, where Saturn is, we feel we need to work really hard to come up to scratch. And where Saturn is, we can feel self-doubt. And just knowing that, because Saturn's our goal. Where Saturn is, we want to be incredibly accomplished. And this, these feelings of worthiness or doubt or whatever that come up with um, where Saturn is, is like a goad that makes us put more focus there. Hopefully not focus on the doubt, but focus on the excellence that we do want to achieve. So I'm pretty convinced that Elaine would spend a lot of time in her coaching training and becoming the best coach she can possibly be. And there can be lingering feelings of, do I deserve to be paid? Mm. Am I good enough? Where Saturn is, by house, we ask, am I good enough? And we get to answer yes when we get in alignment with the yes. (laughs) But this would reflect to me, Two, two things going on. One is go back to worthiness and not, not feel bad about it because Saturn's there. It is super important and there can be some niggling, um, yes, niggling, sorry, but there could be just some lingering. That's mm-hmm. the word I want. There could be some lingering doubt. About you know, do I can I really even help this person? Do I do I deserve to have be paid money for this? We've all felt that, but with Saturn the seventh, we can feel it like a lot more, and we resist it. If if we're trying to put over the top of that, I'm the most brilliant you know coach on the planet, and I deserve every you know I deserve to be like we said paid up front in full. If we're putting that, if that's a band aid. We got to get take that bandaid off and release whatever's underneath it. Okay. And it's okay to acknowledge those those kind of fears because unless we acknowledge that fear, we're not able to then self coach us through the process. So that's well, I, love, I would go I love there. the quote from Bashar: "You cannot change what you do not own." Yeah. Okay. Like, so yeah. 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 And Saturn's really good about helping us, uh, showing us where we need to own. The other thing that I find really interesting is she has Uranus in the second house in Leo. And this means we love, love, love. She love, love, loves excitement, drama, and risk when it comes to getting her money, getting paid. <laughs> it's like, she gets this, will the check come in on time? It's a race. We're off. <laughs> um, will it bounce? That's so exciting to run us there because the universe, you, you know, is just laughing. It's the laughing Buddha, you know, and it knows that there's ultimate abundance everywhere, and this is all just kind of a, a game. So, on one sense, we've got this really serious Saturn over here in the seventh with the clients trying to make the business happen and some doubt, and then we have. Uranus there laughing and saying, how can I make this more risky and more exciting and more of a drama? Hmm. Which the is drama not, coming from the Leo influence? Yeah, 
and yeah. yeah, and the Uranians just not wanting oh, it to be yeah. going like clockwork. Make it exciting. Right. Make it right. different. Right. Now, I would say feed the desire for risk and excitement in another way, so that this can go this can go smoother. Find mm-hmm. another way to feed the second house. I, I was going to say it would have would it have to be second house related? I guess I do. Well, do we have a trine? Yeah, we got a trine. No, it's a square. <clears throat> uh, what do we have? Where can Uranus? Pretty much got to go through. There's the in conjunct to Saturn. It's opposite the Moon. It's a kind of a battle between security and uh, that carefree, bohemian gypsy in her. Find, she's mm. got to find a way to, le- to let her gypsy live. Mm. Maybe she needs to do tarot as well. But I don't know. She needs to find <laughs> some kind of free-flowing gypsy mama in, in her. Okay. Has that come up at all? So, uh, find a core value around... The Uranus in the second house, and give it some and, expression, and, and, and give it some expression, and uh, honor whatever Saturn is saying about worthiness, and build from the ground up for that worthiness. There might have been a well, yeah. Don't skip over there. That's what I would say for her. Um, so you and, didn't refer to her 10th house at all, but that's because we were asking about clients, not her business, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I think if I just glance at her 10th house, I can say right away, bravo for being an entrepreneur because Aries is there and you don't want to work for anyone else. You want to have your own business. Uh, you need to be your own boss. Uh, or and at least Venus there, her work is with, her, she does goddess work with clients. Oh, perfect. Right. Perfect. And counseling. Perfect. And leading. Um, like she's leading them. I mean so yeah. yeah. So I think I think she's very much in alignment and this is just fine tuning. Oh, you know and you know what? I just read an update from her today. She had a bunch of she had a bunch of client things going her way, like since we last spoke, Kim. So. Okay. Well we've got Venus going over her son and Mercury, so then that um uh, making a trine to her seventh house, cool, and third, so that communication and uh, that makes sense. But I yeah. would still explore those um, other ideas because yeah, right on. Very helpful information, Kim. Thank you. And right on oh. time. Here we are at the top of the hour. Here we are. Um, the is there hour, anything we yay. need to say before we wrap up this call? Um. Happy Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Made it the whole hour. <laughs> Very excited. Thank you, universe. Um, I'd like everybody to just take um, a few moments whenever they are connecting with other people in either wonderful ways or not so wonderful ways and remind themselves that like attracts like and ask, what does this have to do with me? And it will start to shift your perspective not diminish the uh, intensity of whatever you're experiencing. It doesn't take away from that, but uh, just shift your perspective a bit on what's really going on. What I love about that question, Kim, too, is how empowering it is to ask it instead of wondering what's wrong with everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It right. Or what's wrong with me? Why is right? Right, 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 right. A lot of 
the less Very cool. supportive way to, to ask that. So, okay. All it right. Was fun to play with you all today. Thanks for joining us. And thank you, Thanks Kim. Fantastic. Thank insights. you so much, Kim and Jeanette. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yay. Peace love, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.